Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo I'm Jules, usually I'm your co-host But today I'm going to kind of be your host Because Kelly is out with a migraine today But we are going to Go on. If you're new to this work, please start with episode one. Intermediate students, you should start with episode 98. And advanced students, you can start with episode 200. So on today's show, we have Miss Tiffany Mayyun Chan. I said I said that wrong. Mayyun Chan. There you go. And uh, she is going to be talking with us today about Akashic Records. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the show. Very nice to meet you. It's such a pleasure, Jules. Really great to be here. Our audience is very diverse and you know different levels of spiritualism and all um, and on their spiritual journey. So can you give us a little bit of background as um, how did you get into this work, um, specifically you know, Akashic Records? Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm a spiritual advisor and I cater to senior executives, founders, those that are desiring and hungering for integrating spirituality into the boardroom. Um, Generally speaking, I work with largely male executives, um, those that are They've encountered some sort of like lack of momentum and are seeking a deeper sense of purpose. They know that there's another gear that is yet to be explored, and yet they have trouble being able to access that. And that's where I come in, because 
they know that uh, something has shifted fundamentally in terms of their ways of perceiving, um, whether it be they have gone on an ayahuasca journey or um, have undergone some sort of traumatic event like a divorce or bankruptcy or whatnot. But something in their worldview has shifted and they know fundamentally that they're never, ever the same. And they need someone to both like add context as to what is going on, but then also be able to, like, frankly, just normalize it. Um, in terms of like how I came into this work, um, came in from a pretty traditional, conventional background, background in political science. I have an MBA. Um, I've lived all across the world. Um, and most people know me through my work at the World Economic Forum, where I worked in Geneva, Switzerland. And through my work at the forum was exposed to the 0.001% of, you know, the quote unquote global elite. So some of the most powerful people in the world, whether they be global CEOs, heads of state, heads of, you know, civil society organizations, you know, I was at the table. Wonderful education and yet was sort of like, there's no one here that I would want to emulate, quite frankly. There's no one here that I would want to desire to be like because I was searching for a role model of someone who both was kick-ass at business, really was being able to like move things at a fundamental level from a systems perspective, and then also was like a really lovely human being that was heart-centered and was desiring to, frankly, like spread love in the world. I knew something was missing. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I knew that there was like a quality that was, you know, like that intangible like thing, and some would call it love. Um, and so what happened was that I was part of a global fellowship when I was there, um, and then ultimately moved down to Johannesburg in South Africa. Um, and I was a pedestrian walking one of the busiest intersections in downtown Joburg. And um, I, <laughs> a car hit another car and that car came rolling towards me. Um, and yeah, and that shifted, you know, everything in my life. I want to be clear, I was not physically hurt by the car. Um, in my view, it was a miracle, but it was one of those things that was like a tremendous wake up call that really encouraged me to like ask those bigger questions and to be able to like figure out, okay, what is this thing that I know to be true? Because when the accident happened, my sense of time and space fundamentally shifted. What had happened was it almost was if like sort of like that matrix sort of moment in, in the movie. Kind of like the matrix. Precisely, precisely. Um, and it was just one of these things where I was like, it feels like a portal had opened. I didn't necessarily have the language for what had happened, but I knew something had happened. Back up a couple of paces, you know, I was living a pretty amazing lifestyle from like an Instagram perspective, uh, you know, really interacting with the who's who, doing the what what's, um, was traveling, you know, quite frequently, was living a pretty luxurious lifestyle by by all accounts and measures. And at the same time, um, was frankly, like, really insecure. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I had these credentials, even though I had the pedigree, there was almost like this under like feeling of like almost like being found out, right? Like you could call it imposter syndrome. But now that I have like greater sort of um, 
framing for it, what really was, was that I was largely associating with my false self. I was basing my worthiness on my affiliation, my title, my business card, my relationship with my boyfriend at the time. And I really didn't have a sense of like who I was. Um, And so what I tell people was that I was essentially like building a castle in the sky. And when the accident happened and I started to fragment, because that's really what happened, I started to like crack at a fundamental level because I didn't necessarily have that foundation, that stability of my true self, I started to crumble. House of cards. Right. Absolutely. You know, I'm a person who took and continues to take a lot of pride in terms of my critical thinking ability, in terms of my ability to make quick decisions. Um, uh, as mentioned, you know, I have an MBA, so have really valued analysis, strong writing, clear linear lines. And then all of a sudden, nada. Like I I couldn't do any of that. It was difficult for me to cross the street. I was afraid of the dark. Um, It was difficult to like make decisions. Everything that I had based myself on both externally and also internally, like it was a, a matter of like disintegration. So ultimately, you know, I repatriated and I said to God, spirit source, however you want to call it, um, you got my attention. Okay, let's go. And essentially said, I will give you three months. I will give you three months because anything can be figured out in a quarter and I will project manage the crap out of this thing called spirituality, right? I will. (laughs) I'm laughing because that's me. I'm an auditor. That's my full-time job. And so, so it's total left brain. So I'm there with you with Okay, but this is a process. We have our steps. Now let's work the plan. And I'm right there let's with work you. The plan. Yes. I got my Gantt chart. Let's go. Right? That's the only framework that I knew. You work with what you know. And I was like, read these books, listen to this podcast, reach out to XYZ, and then done, you know? And I thought three months done. That was nine years ago. Yeah. And so. You know, as you can imagine, I started, you know, really asking these big questions at a really fundamental level, being like, what do I believe? Who is this thing called spirit? Um, Does God even exist? What does that actually mean in my life? If there were miracles of past day, why aren't they occurring right now? I mean, all of that has fundamentally shifted in terms of my worldview because my experience has evolved as well. But, you know, it was really a matter of just searching, seeking, daring to ask, like, frankly, kind of like basic, basic questions. And for someone who has placed such an insistence on wanting to know and clarity as to having the answers, like being the go-to person, it took a an incredible amount of humility to be able to be like, there's something that is beyond this. And I don't even begin to like comprehend this. Um, So, you know, started seeking spiritual mentors, started going to church regularly, um, started doing contemplative practices. um, And then fast forward to the point where um, I started experiencing the supernatural in a really funky way. Um, in ways that I just could not explain. So I'd be, I used to live in Washington, D.C., you know, and so I'm 
walking down the street in DuPont Circle, where I used to live, and there is rain coming down on one tree on a blue sky day. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I saw that. Did you know? Well, wait, wait, because my husband and I were all about paranormal stuff. So on Paranormal Caught on Tape, I don't know if that was the exact same thing, but they had film. Someone took a film and it's literally just rain. So say like it's like on this, not a huge tree. It's like a tree, like a ornamental type tree. Right. So it's not real big. So and this rain was coming down literally from nowhere. There were the cloudless sky. There were no clouds. Rain coming down literally on this one part. And you would think, you know, oh, someone's just pouring water. No, 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 no. Someone has a hose. No, 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 no. The the camera pans up and is literally out of nothing. So so that would be amazing if that was the same tree with with the rain that 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 you experienced. That that's crazy. Yeah. When I work with people, and these are very uh, well respected executives who again have built their entire careers on being credible, rational, making really strong decisions. And then when you start to experience the supernatural, you frankly think you're losing your mind. And there's a part of, I'll say it personally, there was a part of me that thought, am I going to the loony bin? Have I just sacrificed my entire career? Am I ever going to be credible in this space? Am I ever going to be able to return back, right? Return back to my life because I have a certain reputation and I'm unwilling to let that go because I want to be, I want to belong. I want to be seen as like that go-to person. Um, And so when I work with people, like part of me being able to transparently share and vulnerably share is not only, again, to normalize it, but then also from peer to peer, be able to say, you're not crazy. And you're not alone. And oh, by the way, you're in great company because the people that you, that there's a much, you know, with really successful people, whether they be JJ Gertler over at LinkedIn or Mark Benioff over at Salesforce or, you know, Oprah Winfrey, like they've all experienced this, I bet, to some degree. No one ever really talks about it. And so, Part of the reason why I am so vocal and so insistent in being able to share this is to give an embodied example of what it means to be one's whole self, meaning mind, body, spirit, soul, and also being able to showcase what it's like to not only use your brain, but all your ways of knowing and actually to be able to say, yeah, I access the subtle realms. Yeah. And I actually have direct application to business. And we're actually moving things at a fundamental level, a systems perspective, because we're using all of who we are to actually create positive change in the world. Wow. So and I was, I was reading in your bio, one of your, um, one of your focuses is breaking the mold on what it means to be spiritual. Can you describe for me, how how do you approach, you know, these very powerful, very successful um, people, you know, with this, you know, what's, I got that, what's the icebreaker? You know, how, how, how do they, how do they receive this? And has it, you know, 
how has your life changed from before accident to now? You know, and I'm just using that as a, as a time marker. Um, as far as being heard and implementing this, this type of work. People resonate with authenticity. Like the people have a pretty good BS meter. And the fact of the matter is, is that I ain't hiding. <laughs> there's like, I'm at, I'm, there's a, I'm at a point where like, there are no masks, you know, it's sort of like, I am who I am, who I am, who I am. And I am unapologetic about who I am because I know who I am. You know, I'm a child of God and you can never take that away from me. And so from that perspective, I am speaking directly into their hearts and directly into their souls and whether or not they, their minds resonate with it. I know that their soul does. So I think there's a certain level of confidence as well as the authenticity that I go in and I just know. And if their minds say, nope, totally respect that, totally understand. And that is their journey. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. But I have to say, the more that I am pure in terms of like aligning to my true self, allowing my light to shine, really allowing myself to be as authentic as possible, people want to draw closer. And the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people have been asking themselves really big questions, particularly in the last couple of years. In my view, COVID accelerated, you know, consciousness and we're on a rocket ship heading, you know, only up. And so um, when I approach people, yes, there's a little bit of like an awkwardness. And if I'm really honest, there's a part of me that's sort of like, are you going to accept all of who I am? Are you going to, are you going to like the new me? You know, are you going to like the true me? Um, And then the other part is sort of like, step into it, step into it. Because the more that I give myself permission to do so, energetically, I give others permission to do the same. And whether or not that is like an initial sort of like 15 minute catch up conversation or deeper conversation where people are like, listen, I saw your writing on LinkedIn. It totally resonated. Let's have a chat. And then that leads to deeper conversations. Part of the reason why people trust me was because I was a damn good colleague to begin with. So not only do I have the credentials and then also the reputation working with people professionally, so they know me, they've developed that human relationship, but I'm also able to explain things in a way that frankly just makes sense, that is accessible. And it's not to like dumb down or dilute any of the wisdom that is coming through, but I think that there's value to actually be able to translate the metaphysical in a way that is relatable. And quite frankly, when I started to encounter the supernatural, part of me was just like, I don't want to be taken for a fool. You know, I don't want to like be taken for a ride, not only in terms of monetarily, but then also like, frankly, like to be able to lose control in that regard. Like, I don't like I've seen the shams and I'm not going to be that person. Um, and so I, I think that there's a lot of people who are like that. And 
the more that I'm upfront with that and then are able to not only draw the parallels between what we experience here in sort of like the woo sort of language, but then also are able to ground it in science and then also be able to say, oh, by the way, you've, you, you've not only like, like are doing this, but you've done this your entire life in terms of channeling and like tapping into the subtle realms, people are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so when you give people like a mapping, not only mapping their experience to my experience, but also mapping what they're experiencing in the world to like what they've experienced in childhood, you're able to like have them be able to like pick up on those signals and be like, you know, when I stepped into that room and I knew that my cat had died and my parents didn't even tell me, but I sort of just knew because I could like pick up empathetically what was going on. I was like, that's more than emotional intelligence, you know, that's your clear empathy. And then being able to uh, articulate, you know, contextualize the situation, but then also be able to like actually name it and then actually draw that particular situation to something that they're encountering right now in a professional setting. Everything sort of clicks. Right. And they're sort of like, ah, I get it. Yeah, that that rumbling in my stomach when I knew something was wrong, when that colleague came up to me, like I knew that, you know, I probably shouldn't have entered in in that partnership. I probably shouldn't have signed on that dotted line. And that's when, you know, my higher self was telling me, oh, you know, it's probably not in your highest good to partner with that person. So, you know, ultimately what I'm trying what I am, what I'm trying and what I am doing is both like helping people not only trust the ways that spirit's talking to them, but also being able to act on those ways of knowing. Because when we're in alignment with spirit, we're actually shifting this particular dimension and actually raising the level of consciousness, not only on behalf of the leader, but the organizations that they lead. When you are with a client and say that we're going to pretend I'm the president of Jules company, right? And uh, so um, Kelly has talked before about, you know, whenever you're, you're birthing a company, you know, and that's, it, it becomes part of, there's a whole energetic around that company, right? So, so when you work with a client, um, you, you would go into the, uh, into my Akashic records and then see what would be beneficial to this particular moment in my business and bring that or would you teach me how to go into the Akashic and, and, and get my own records? How, how does that work? And how do you, what, what type of information, you know, comes back that then can affect? Cause what I'm wondering is if it can, I can see it affecting the organization, but I was even wondering like product lines or how you enter into certain contracts or do you do this widget or that widget, you know? Love this question. Love this question. So the first question, how do I work with people? So I work with them threefold. One, I serve as a channel. So I'm basically hollow bone and I channel energy, wisdom to be able to um, be in service to primarily the individual first, because when the individual is healed, they themselves are able to spread light out to, you know, their team, to their organization. So primarily it's a personal relationship. 
The second part is that I follow up that channeling slash, you know, Akashic Records session with a coaching session because, you know, it's, I've seen so many people have these transcendental experiences, whether they be facilitated by psilocybin or ayahuasca or an Akashic Records session, and then sort of like poof, like the experience sort of like dwindles, right? And I'm all about like owning what happened, really being able to uh, unpack the session, being able to integrate the wisdom into your body so that you can actually feel the full like uh, resonance of what actually happened and then be able to access that so that you can take powerful action in the world. So in the Akashic Records session, People are asking me questions. I'm serving as a channel to bring that wisdom through. I follow it up with a coaching session where I ask them questions and I help them access their ways of knowing because everyone has, you know, that inner navigation system. So it's not about sort of like Tiffany Chan or like God on high said to do X, Y, Z, right? It's about, okay, what felt like truth? What do you want to action on? And let's actually create systems um, and a process and scaffolding so that you can actually like bring that down and be able to bring it into this reality. So where does the rubber hit the road? And let's develop some accountability into that. So again, first part's Akashic Records. Second part is coaching. Third part is skills development. So should someone continue to like want to partner with me, then it's sort of like, okay, how can you do this yourself? Because I don't want to create a false sense of dependency because the reality is, is that all of us came here with certain skills, gifts, and abilities. And this isn't about, you know, Tiffany Chan, the guru. This is about you being able to recognize God's spirit source in you. You being able to trust that so that you can be able to do it consistently and in service of the highest good. So not only being able to transmit energy so that they can be able to access the higher realms, but then also building the confidence that that they can develop that quiet listening and then actually action that into this reality. So again, Akashic Records, coaching, as well as skills development. That's how I work with people. Relating to the second half of your question as to like, what do you actually do with this stuff? Most of the relationship is primarily when the relationship starts out, it's largely a personal relationship. It's sort of like, you know, like I'm going through a divorce or, you know, I'm really good at this, but for somehow, like, I feel like I have this another gear that has yet to be explored. And I don't know what that is. Help me figure out what that is. Over time, as I work with people, so we, 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 you know, do a lot of like the personal healing, we're able to uh, do emotional healing related to past lives, current lives, family dynamics, all that sort of stuff. As that relationship develops, inevitably, because these are high powered people, there is a business component. And they're like, oh, what are the implications to my business? Like, what do I actually do with my team? And so you can do things like harmonize relationships. 
within your team. You can do things like calling in financial partnerships for like collaborators where you actually have a particular sole contract. You can be able to um, develop strategy, vision, and planning for a particular like market segment or a new product. So we have brought those through directly from the records. And again, it's not just like something that got on high or Tiffany Chan has brought through. It's sort of like, this is where spirit's directing you. They actually are giving very pragmatic, very um, specific guidance on this. What do you want to do about that? You know, access your own ways of knowing. How do you want to work in co-creation with spirit? Even though they said X, you have free will. What do you want to do? Like X plus whatever, so that you can bring us into reality in a way that feels in alignment with you and that you feel really passionate about. As you're describing this, I was wondering, it seems like, too, this would be extremely helpful if, um, like, I feel stuck in my job, you know, and, and this may not be the career for me. Or if I really want, you know, I'm, it's time for a change, you know, that's and that's why I was wondering. It seems like this would be very helpful for that also. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll, yes. we'll say yes. We'll say yes to that. <laughs> that's awesome. I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that. You know, and interestingly, you know, um, again, I work primarily with with men, but it's a lot of men um, are lonely and they're at this really interesting inflection point where they're evaluating, like, what does it mean to be a man now? What does it be, mean to be a man in this world? What does it mean to um, be my whole self in a way that is like constantly sh- like it feels like many people say that many men say that like feels like the ground is shifting beneath their feet and they know again that they're being called to a different sense of purpose but they don't necessarily know what that is right and a lot of people in general but particularly with those that I serve are sort of asking themselves like what's the higher purpose here? I I know that I've kicked ass in this particular lane, but wasn't that fulfilling? I made a lot of money. I, you know, exhausted myself. I, you know, I did fairly well by conventional standards, but like, why doesn't that feel good? Why Why doesn't it feel as good as I thought it would be? Right. And so, Part of this is sort of like untangling the mental frameworks that have been placed on us and really allowing ourselves to connect with that of which uh, is like our highest destiny, our highest potentiality. And that's what I help people do. And ultimately, um, you know, transparently, what I want to do is also create like a, a cohort of folks who are willing to be that embodied example, you know, in the same way that I was searching for those examples to like model my life after. And I was like, wow, I, I guess I, I guess I need to be that person. Right. You know, it's like, if there's no one else there, like I gotta be that person, you know, as I show up, I'm giving other people permission to do the same. And my hope my 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 prayer is that we actually create like uh, an ecosystem of folks that people can point to and say, "Yeah, I want to be like that." It's very interesting to to hear you speak um, about your own personal experience in that, um, because to to me, listening to it, it's 
you had you had to go through your I'll say your business self to develop all of those skills to now have a very very unique perspective. So now when you were looking around and going, all right, I'm trying to find somebody that it's nobody here. You know, it's like, well, universe said, guess what? <laughs> it's your turn. Poof. And then said, you're going to be the go-to, but you're going to be the go-to on a whole nother level. But then it, it, it's just, it's amazing to me how, how the universe works. And just the way I see it is like, you, you had to go through all of that to be ready then for this transition into this new role that maybe hasn't existed, you know, in this particular dynamic before, you know, and I find it even more interesting that you're a woman dealing with, uh, and a lot, a lot of your clients are men, you know, and I, I find that very, very interesting. Um, you know, in, in my business perspective, you know, the, the women are very, very good at details and the men, not so much at the details, but the bigger picture. And it just, it seems to me a very natural fit that here, now you're coming in with the details. They may have a big picture, but they're missing the details and, and that, that higher purpose. You know, uh, I find it very interesting that, you know, just being a normal, normal, you know, work day to day kind of person that, you know, here's the, one percent of the one percent of the one percent, you know, that that you deal with, that even after doing all of these things that on any level are just absolutely phenomenal and spectacular success, that it even they are like, okay, well that was great, now what? You know, and, and they still they're not fulfilled with that. In, in in my words, it's cool to see that because it also humanizes them, that they're not this it's not, you know, not unattainable, you know, it still makes them human because a lot of like, you know, social media and, and all of the things trying to live up to these, you know, standards and blah, 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 blah. And like you were saying, it's, it's all existential, you know, it's all out and it's not their true self, you know, um, and, and not all, all of that, that person. So I just, I find it fascinating. Thank you. In my experience, you know, everyone is hungering to be seen, right? And particularly when you are a high-powered, quote-unquote, successful person, there is more to lose. And so there, there is more incentive to keep those masks on. And uh, people don't realize that they are in so much pain. They don't realize the prison that they have created for themselves. They, they're realizing that, wow, my, I am traveling on this jet, but my world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I don't know why. And everyone talks about like the loneliness of leadership because there are very few peers that they can be able to talk to. And people are constantly wanting something from them. And it is radically different when you are confronted or when you meet with someone like me who's like, listen, I don't care. Like, I I see you and I respect you and I can understand the language and I've been in that world. 
And I've also fallen from it. I think that's what, you know, people forget is like, I was there and then I fell. I went from, you know, hanging out in a Swiss, you know, ski town to like living with my parents. Like this is, <laughs> this was, this was, this was not fun. <laughs> You know, and it's like there's no there's no shame in like, you know, like making that transition. But man, I I told myself a lot of stories and at the same time would watch my colleagues and as their careers ascended, right? Like and was thinking to myself, I'm like, I am learning how to drive again. You know, like I am like trying to just put on like my pants for today. Like, why is this that this is happening? And my colleagues that I was in the same fellowship with are like getting a partner at a management consultancy. I'm like, wow, I have failed. But I got to say, like, there's something about hitting quote unquote rock bottom that's incredibly freeing. Because the fact of the matter is, is that I'm not scared. I really like, I am, I'm, I'm not like the, it, 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 if the thing that I had feared most happened and I am still standing and alive and vibrant and healthy and like my sense of self-worth is frankly strengthened as a result, like there's nothing that I'm scared of. And, and that is, and that is the freedom that I am coming with when I meet these executives because they're scared and there's something confronting about being with a woman who presents as Asian and who doesn't give a crap about all of that masking and actually is more interested in who they truly are. And so I don't believe in calling people out, but I do believe in calling people forth. And by calling people forth, yeah, by calling people forth, it's like, Give me your true self, like, because I'm, I'm not, I don't have time for that other stuff. Let's, let's actually, let's actually like talk about what really matters and cultivate that and give you a safe space so that you can be able to trust that and be that consistently in all facets of your life. I love that. And um, how you were speaking about that, uh, Kelly talks about that. Um I have my terms right. It's transformational deconstruction. It's totally, you know, tearing away who you thought you were. Now everything you thought and you thought you believed and believed is true, and all your truths now everything's getting reevaluated and rebuilding. You know, and and coming out on the other end a totally different person. You know, um, so if someone, so if I would ask you, would you ever go back? If you had a time machine and could go back prereq to how you were, you know, living the, uh, you know, without ever know what you know now. Well, for transparently, I live a pretty fantastic life right now. <laughs> I live, I live in, I live, I live in San Diego, California. Every day is beautiful. Um, so there's that. Um, would I go back to that part of me that? had more predictability and, you know, uh, had more sense of like what the path was. Like I, I live a pretty surrendered life and, and I gotta be honest, not the easiest thing at times because I really like my way and (laughs) gotta be honest, 
You know, I got to be honest about that. Um, I like knowing. I like planning. Um, I like being able to uh, know what, you know, tomorrow is going to look like a thousand percent. And living this lifestyle has been a complete 180 to that. And it has at times been moment to moment and being like, okay, where am I being called now? What do you have me to do? What is your will? You know, and really living that surrendered way. Not the easiest thing. And I also know that every single time I follow, there is a tremendous sense of peace because I'm not trying to do it all by myself. And when I'm completely in the present and when I'm completely in the moment, it's almost like the waves part and everything's just taken care of. And so I trust, you know, I've, I, I keep telling people that, um, you know, I, I didn't just fall into this surrendered state. This was a, a function of building a relationship and, this was something that spirit has been asking of me. And because spirit continues to be able to showcase that they have my highest good in mind, I continue to step forward. And because I know that I am changing lives at a fundamental level and because I'm changing lives with people that are in places of like significant leverage, I know that I'm fundamentally shifting things at a systems level as well. And so as I continue to be me and as I continue to be surrendered, I know that I'm actually shifting the vibration of the world. And I mean, there's, there's nothing better. What's one of the best lessons that you've learned from, um, from the Akashic Records? It's not you. Um, And by that, I mean, when stuff comes out of my mouth, I'm not attached to it. There there are things that come out of my mouth. I can relate to that one now. (laughs) Really? Ooh. Did I just say that? Like it in in you know, like that that sounded really outlandish or man, that was really pointed or whatever. It the, the records are always loving, right? It's this expansive loving and you know, but the ways sometimes they work through me, it's like they're very efficient, let me put it that way, and they cut to the chase. Um, they cut they they you know, because like the vehicle that I am just cut to the chase. Um but it's But what's interesting is when I meet with people for the first time, I'm like, listen, I'm not attached. If if it resonates, great. Pay attention, work with it. And if it doesn't, like, I'm not going to be offended. And I say that because, like, it's not me. It's not me. And so whatever comes through, it's sort of like I'm just being used in service of that thing. And I offer that because there's this expansive love that is beyond anything that Tiffany Chan can ever offer or give. If I'm surrendered to the process and if I'm surrendered to spirit, again, it's not me. And there's something really intimate about seeing people from the perspective of God, 
and you are able to see the most beautiful, pure essence of who they truly are. And you are, I'm like in all of the exquisite beauty that resides in every single person. It has fundamentally reoriented how I interact with the world. Even if someone like pisses me off or even if there's an, a person, you know, randomly on the street where I'm like, really, that's particularly not my choice. I remind myself of like, how would spirit see them? Like, what would be the perspective? Like, what would how would the universe be able to bestow love on this person? And from that, you know, I'm able to like reside in this place of compassion because I recognize even though I have my judgments and I, Tiffany Chan has her judgments, her perceptions, I know that spirit source looks upon everyone with a gaze of gentleness, awe, appreciation, and love. And that's the truth. That, that is awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Um, if someone wants to work with you and get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way is through my website, www.tiffanym, as in Mary, Chan.com. Uh, there's an application and we can get on a Zoom call and see if we're a good fit for one another. Okay, well, we will include um, your website. And all in our show notes for today. And um, thank you so much again for being our guest. Thank you so much uh, for agreeing to come on the podcast. I know our, lo- our listeners are going to love hearing from you. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Joyce. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly, who will be back from and be much feeling much better than she is now. Uh, she will add another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Tiffany Chan, and you can listen to the Spirit Search. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. I'm driving, wondering where my spirit will, I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half 
guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.